A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. It is a Wiffles Wednesday, our final Wiffles Wednesday of this growing season. Glad to have our folks from Wiffles Hybrids along with us. Remember, if you want to find out more about what happened in the 2023 growing season or you want to catch up with some of the great folks in Wisconsin that are helping us with Wiffles Hybrid, just go to wiffles.com and you'll find it all there, including guys like Dave Raleigh, who is in northern Illinois, covers uh, most of southern Wisconsin, southwest Wisconsin. What's what's the score so far, Dave, you think? I said uh, this week the Ag Statistical Service put us at uh, north uh, 50% on corn for grain and beans around 83%. I suppose your guys are even more aggressive than that, huh? Yeah, it seems like the soybean harvest picked up over the weekend with some nice days finally. I'm guessing most growers are going to be close to finishing up or uh, real close to that by the end of the week. Corn, if I had to divide it, I would say southwest Wisconsin is probably pushing 70% harvested on corn. Southeast Wisconsin, you know, they just got a good start on it last week. Uh, they might be close to 40 or 50%, depending on where you're at. Yeah, exactly. The variability has been a constant all through this growing season, and especially on the weather side of things. What are you hearing from growers, Dave? I mean, that, that variability was the mantra back in August, September, and now it's like almost a surprise variability. The the number one question I get is, why are my yields better than I expected? What's led to that? I'm hearing some numbers and seeing some numbers out of test plots that are just uh, quite shocking. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Uh, but we're just seeing some whole field averages that uh, are really going to knock your socks off, depending on which part of the state you're sitting in. And you know, we talk, like you said, you get the question from the growers, why are you seeing this incredible performance? Because even in bad areas, it's probably better than they expected. What are you telling them? What is your agronomy te- team telling you about this year? You know, as we get a chance to look back at this year's weather data, weather plays 70% of all the yield factors combined is, is really comes into the weather story. Uh, we have to look at just a few topics. One is we did start off the season with a full water profile. Tiles were running, our subsoil had adequate moisture, uh, and then as things got really dry into June around that July 4th time frame, we had just several, I would call them just-in-time rains. They're just enough to keep the corn crop pollinating, just enough to keep things alive and moving. We actually had moderate temperatures this summer. There were some hot spells, don't get me wrong, but they were short in duration. So in a lot of cases, it didn't finish off our crop or didn't do too much damage. I think the last thing that we really can't deny is that corn breeding works. Modern genetics are just more stress tolerant than what we've seen in years past. Cannot argue that. I'm going to guess that your agronomy team, your uh, plant breeders are recognizing one year it's a drought, the next year it's too much rain, but they are pivoting on those weather components, I'm guessing, Dave. They are. And that's, you know, when we start to talk products and specific hybrids, how are you going to recommend a product this year based on results for an environment next year that we have no idea what it's going to be? Uh, So when we look at testing and locations, the one thing I always caution growers is, hey, don't get caught up on one or two test plots that might even be on your farm or in your backyard. When we look at products, we 
look at some of these products, literally hundreds of different locations, multiple years to try to get a good average so we can see them in and out of different environments. Uh, this year, there's really, there's like three standout products that I want to make mention of. Uh, if you're planting 100-day corn and you're looking for a good double pro, uh, check out Wiffle's W2446. It's just got solid agronomics. It's got a girthy ear, and it really fits on all soil types. Uh, another sleeper kind of right alongside that is the new SmartSax Pro W2629. It's Right now, it's running 10 bushels over our previous 101-day maturities. Uh, I was taking out a plot uh, with my counterpart just south of Monroe. Uh, this plot averaged 284 bushels, and actually a, a consistent year-in-year year pr- out product that we've had for a couple of years now, W5086, topped the entire plot at 297 bushels. Uh, rounding out the top five, not to be overlooked, is a new 107-day SmartSax Pro W5019. Just very good agronomics. I think it's one when we get it across multiple soil types. Growers are going to love that. It's kind of an uh, agronomist dream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the other thing I love about Dave Raleigh is along with us. He's down in uh, uh, that northern Illinois area, but he covers all of uh, southern Wisconsin, keeping an eye on things. You know, the other thing that I really like when you start talking about performers, Dave, is it's not just your plots, but it's the way Wiffles looks at things. Test results are driven by your homegrown research in the med- Midwest. It's not from some other lab, some other place. It's, it really ties into uh, what our campaign has been. And you've seen some of the billboards, of course, as you drive through the state, plant your independence. We've we've made the choice to remain independent in the industry. Uh, the rest of the industry has continued to consolidate brands and relationships. Uh, we believe we're really a strong, viable alternative uh, to a lot of our competition. Yeah. Uh, we've built our business, and we've grown for the last 10 years. We've tripled our business. Um, we're really looking to be in a leading platform, which allows us to reinvest. Uh, our corn breeding program continues to grow in size. Our seed production, we've invested over $100 million in Atkinson, Illinois, in the last five years. And new, we've, we just broke ground in Iowa. Uh, so we're building what will be phase one of a seed distribution warehouse near Ames, Iowa, long-term looking towards a a new seed processing facility. You know, from my perspective, Dave, one of the best parts about Wiffles remaining independent is every year that I get ready to do Wiffles Wednesday, I'm getting to talk to the same guys. You know how rare that is anymore these days to be able to have the same guys year after year? Yeah. our turnover has been been very low. This is I'm coming into my 13th year here, working <laughs> in the same geography, and it's fun because the relationships you get to build on the farms, working with these producers year in year out, uh, really is the best part of the job. Dave Raleigh, along with us, it's a Wiffles Wednesday. Now, if you want to get connected with these folks or find out more about the real infield research they've uh, performed this growing season and share your stories, you're giving them a chance to do that a little bit. This is another thing that doesn't happen anymore these days. You're actually having some some uh, meetings that people can attend and catch more information at. Yeah, we like to do it uh, in person. So we call them a series of our post-harvest meetings. Um, and they'll happen usually the first two or three weeks in December. Uh, bring the family on out. Right now, I've got four on the books. There's one in Edgerton, Whitewater, Wisconsin, Watertown, and over on the west side of the state in Dickeyville. I'm sure we'll have a few more scheduled 
Uh, ask your local dealer for more details, but all are welcome to come. Uh, we'll put on a little bit of a agronomy update, not too much of a heavy sales pitch, and then we'll always have some good food there. And I just love socializing with the different farmers and, and getting to catch up on how everyone's harvest is went. Yeah, and this year celebrating more than we thought we'd be able to celebrate. Dave Raleigh along with us. Oh, and then they'll probably get a chance to see you guys if they head up to Wisconsin Dells next year for yeah. Corn Soy Expo, hey? Yep, come on in, stop by. That's turned into just a really fantastic event for us, and uh, we'll have a booth there and some of our local district managers and feed reps available, along with all the uh, post-harvest information. Mm-hmm. There, um, Stop by and say hi. Yeah, it's just a good place to break the winter doldrums, that's for sure. Good enough. All right, Dave, press on with the rest of the harvest, buddy. I'll look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks, if not at the Corn Soy Expo. Sounds great. Thanks, Pam. Dave Raleigh along with us. It's a Wiffles Wednesday, our final Wiffles Wednesday of this growing season. But as I said, you want to talk to guys like Dave or any of the staff that serve Wisconsin, you can pop on over to wiffles.com and connect with them there. And like he said, want to be a part of their post-harvest meetings? Then just talk to your local Wiffles representative about a location nearest you. Dave Raleigh along with us, and there is your Wiffles Wednesday.